Podcast One production. The Health Hacker with Adam McDougall. And on this episode, we are looking at Adam's top supplements to build your immune system. Now, Adam, we've been getting a lot of questions. Healthhacker@themanshake.com.au is the email address. On your Manshake website as well, where you're always giving packs away to people who get in touch and on your Manshake socials, people are just emailing us about supplements and it's something that comes up often. Do I need them? Or what should I take? Or I'm run down. What are the best ones to help me? Or I'm worried about getting sick. What are the best? Like, it just comes up again and again and again. So Adam, and I know you've done a lot of research into kind of separating these vitamins out into like key areas. Can you explain how you've done that, mate? Because this is really interesting. It's, it's good to kind of get my head around it when you simplify it like that. Yeah, well, the first thing that a lot of negative people are going to jump up and down and say, and I, I see it all the time on, you know, different forums and whatnot is, why do you need supplements if you're eating a good diet? Yeah. But the reality is, is that the world that our grandparents lived in to the world we live in today is so different. Um, you know, you have a look at it, just how food is produced today. You know, food is not the same food our grandparents ate. Um, you know, when you have a look at, you know, like, for example, whole wheat, for example, uh, wheat flour, um, that they remove over 80% of the magnesium in, in, in that flour to make it white flour. Um, 87% of the zinc is removed from that. Um, 88% of chromium is removed. So you, you, you're missing out on all these vitamins and minerals as a result of food processing. I, I provide foods and, you know, the, the way to make more money is increase the shelf life of the food. How do you do that? fill it full of preservatives and artificial ingredients that increase the shelf life of that product so it can sit there longer. We've spoken about in previous podcasts, you know, broccoli that you're eating from the supermarket, if it's supposedly fresh rather than frozen, it could have taken six months to get onto your plate. (laughs) Um, So it's quite scary when you consider all the modern lifestyle factors that go into producing food are so different to what our ancestors had exposure to. For example, the, the farming practices of using pesticides and herbicides, glyphosate is a, a very popular one people now know more about, which is basically killing us, burning holes in our guts, you know, causing all sorts of autoimmune problems. So they're spraying, you know, you know all these sort of products, everything from cereals, you know, to um, wheat crops and corn crops with this to, you know, increase the crop yield. So that's causing a lot of um, problems in our, in our bodies as well. So, you know, it's a real scary time for a lot of people out there because of the way that foods are processed. So our environments are so different. That's why we need supplements now because they're like an insurance policy. They're just going to fill in the gaps. I'm always food first and I'm a big believer in making sure that you're covering all your bases first with food. But when it comes to immune system and a lot of other things regarding your health, you, I would much prefer to have that insurance policy there. Um, it's, a, it's a much safer approach. So that's why I believe in supplements. I think they're very important in that regard as they give you a real peace of mind. Um, and when you have a look at you know the buckets, I like to put things in buckets. You know, How do you fill up the buckets that are most important? Um, you know, you just, I, I look at the immune system, for example, in really four big buckets. Um, the first one is you know, because of these agricultural practices and, and our modern environments, what are we missing out on as a result of food being so different to what it was for our ancestors? So that's my first bucket. So what minerals and vitamins in particular are we missing out on there? Particularly vitamins like zinc, magnesium, vitamin C, you know, we'll go into a bit more depth on, on some other vitamins as well. But these are the, the vitamins I'm looking to fill that bucket up with as an insurance policy with supplements. Then after that, I'm looking at another um, environmental thing, which is sleep and stress. So how can I help that bucket. How do I fill that bucket up? What supplements can help me there? Then after that, I'm going to look at my gut health because we know that the gut contributes to over 70% of our immune system. So what supplements can I take to help bolster my insurance policy around having a healthy and happy gut to make sure I've got a healthy and happy immune system? And then after that, we're going to get into some really, you know, interesting um, little 
you know, supplements too that a lot of people haven't thought about or been exposed to, which can have a huge impact on our health. And that's going to be something as, you know, random as some amino acids because proteins are very important for our immune systems. And things like um, colostrum, which is something that, uh, you know, we know mothers um, produce uh, when they first give birth. So keep your uh, ears open for how we can hack into this as well to make sure we boost our immune systems. So what's the first one on your list that we should start taking? Well, look, before we get started, I must say that there's no one best supplement for every single person. It's like a diet. Every single diet is uh, really based on your point. individual needs. So we <laughs> need to be careful of this as well is yeah. the fact that some people just go take the shotgun approach and go and take a multivitamin thinking it's going to solve all their problems. But, you know, you've really got to address what your deficiencies are individually. You know, I encourage everybody to go out and hack their own health by getting blood tests done and finding what they're deficient in themselves. Um, and looking also at, you know, what they're filling their bucket up with. For example, if you know you're eating lots of certain types of foods, you shouldn't be deficient fishing in them particular foods, uh, vitamin and, and mineral um, profiles. Whereas if you know you're avoiding certain types of foods, if you're going on a vegan diet, for example, you know you're going to be low in vitamin B12, for instance. Um, so you really need to see what your lifestyle is and you need to see what sort of things you aren't consuming in your diet. And you really need to then look at adding these in some way through supplementation. And that's where supplementation is great. We're all busier than ever. We're all these days not finding enough time to actually get the nutrients in our body because we are time poor and sometimes financially poor as well. So therefore, this is where supplements can fill a really big hole for a lot of people. But as far as boosting your immune system goes, there's some really top level things that you can do. And particularly everyone's been asking me about COVID-19. Now it's a, it's a hard one because, you know, you can't really make medical claims around something curing COVID or, or, or um, being the, the, the silver bullet as such. Um, but the reality is, is that um, people want to know this, Alex, because it's around 60 times more lethal than the typical flu. Um, they both essentially cause inflammation. Um, an inflammatory storm in the lungs is really what COVID does. Um, we spoke about this in the previous episode and that's what, you know, leads to this acute respiratory distress, organ failure, and eventually death in a lot of people. So what we want to do is basically look at certain nutraceuticals or supplements, um, that may help to reduce the inflammation in the lungs from any type of virus. And they'll help also boost our type one interferon response to these viruses, which is the body's primary way, Alex, to help create antiviral bodies essentially to fight off viral infections in the first place. So when you have a look at COVID, what it really does is it hijacks what they call ACE2 receptors um, on the cells to gain entry into our bodies. Now, this is really interesting because the more receptors that you have, these ACE2 receptors, the more chance this has a binding on, but we can also potentially look to block them. And things that block ACE2 receptors are a number of vitamins and minerals. And in particular, vitamin A, Alex, is a really interesting one. But the great thing about vitamin A is only about 5% of people have a deficiency in this vitamin. So we're usually getting enough of it for our diet. However, vitamin D and zinc in particular, um, are two of these um, ACE2 uh, inhibitors that can really play a big part. Okay, so can I break down those two? Uh, vitamin D, what's the best? I mean, everyone says go and get some vitamin D and go into the sun. <laughs> good, great point. Yeah, that like, is a good point. Yeah, like what, yep, yep. how am I not getting enough vitamin D if like I'm going outside? I, I, look, if you're in lockdown, I totally get it as well. But, you know, Australia is a pretty sunny country. Why are we deficient in vitamin D? That's a great one. And, you know, we're very, and this is the problem with a lot of nutritional science is observational studies, as we've spoken about before in previous episodes, is the fact that they just go and ask a whole heap of different people from random places questions, and then they just um, get a finding off this, which can be flawed. So when you live in a country like Australia, you're right, Alex, we should be getting enough sunshine. Whilst the reality is that 90% of our days are now spent indoors, which I could not believe that statistics when I read that the other day, that 90% of our day is actually spent indoors. Now, as the days are now getting a little bit longer because we're past winter um, and we're coming into spring. So, 
you know, you want to get out and get that morning sunlight that provides a number of benefits, as we know, for our circadian clocks and helping us sleep at night. But most of us should be getting enough sun. Now, the reality is, though, when we look at the statistics, even in Australia, most people are still deficient in vitamin D. Mm. Um, and that's where, you know, vitamin D supplementation is really, really important. So, for example, they did um, a recent research study that showed that high doses of vitamin D lowers the risk of respiratory illness and lung infections in elderly people, which remember, these are the people that are highest at risk by over 40%, which is incredible. Um, it basically improves the body's immune system's ability to fight infections because it bolsters the first line of defense in the immune system, Alex. So it really, you know, it is the bouncer at the front door of our immune systems, which... <laughs> you know, protects everyone. And, you know, vitamin D has been known for a long time to really help fight, you know, with these pandemics. When you have a look at um, the Spanish flu, for example, um, most of the deaths that occurred when you have a look back at the history books occurred in the middle of winter. And they believe this was because there was no sunlight and therefore their vitamin D levels of people at that time were way, way down. So, you know, it's well documented. We know now the importance of vitamin D. Um, and it's pretty easy to get in a supplement. It's very cheap. Um, it's just the dose. I suppose a lot of people, you know, probably don't realize how much they, they need. And some of the best medical professionals out there in this space, particularly in infectious disease and immunology, are recommending up to 4,000 units a day, Alex, of vitamin D. So they're not mucking around here. They're asking you to get a fair bit of vitamin D. But like you said, the best way of getting vitamin D, if you can, is make sure you get out into the sun. And the longer, the better at this time of the year as well. Oh, that's so interesting. I didn't think about the fact that, yeah, even though we live in a sunny country, or in the office or in, you know, the van driving around or, you know, if you've you, you got your truck or whatever it is you're doing, you're not directly in the sun, even though it's sunny outside. Uh, zinc, though, I mean, that's different. Is that different to the zinc I'm putting in my face? Like, oh, that's a stupid question. <laughs> but like, <laughs> Yeah, it is, it is different, yeah. Like, look, zinc essentially is needed for immune cell development and, it, it, and the way that the immune system communicates as well um, and deals with inflammation and how it responds to inflammation. So zinc deficiencies in the world, which is quite scary, statistically speaking, affect around about 2 billion people worldwide, which is mind-blowing in, in itself. Say 2 so billion? If you want, 2 billion people Whoa. are zinc deficient. And once again, that comes back to the farming and agricultural practices once again, because the best sources of zinc are actually found in meats and seafood, largely. So this environment has been somewhat destroyed and, and therefore the the, uh, the food that our ancestors used to eat were much, much higher in density of nutritional value than what we're eating now. So over 30% of adults in any given day, Alex, are deficient in this nutrient. So, you know, the great thing is with zinc, it, it just doesn't, you know, protect us against respiratory tract infections like the cold, but it also can cut down on the fact that if you already are sick, it can actually reduce the extent that you're sick for. So um, in a 2019 study involving 64 hospitalized children with acute lower respiratory tract infections, just taking 30 milligrams of zinc a day decreased their duration of infection by over 50%. So rather than being in hospital for four days, they were only in hospital for a couple of days. So absolutely amazing supplement to go to if you're starting to feel some symptoms of any type of flu. And so Adam, I, I'm guessing the common thing is here is the reason you're breaking out all these vitamins is the fact that we need big doses of them all, like you said, with the vitamin D1. So we want to be taking all of these separately. We're not trying to sort of do a combined one. We want a whole lot of pills lined up, but it are going to be better for it. Yeah, look, I like to think of, we do things in, in surges, you know, at this time of the year when there's a high chance of catching something, I think you'd be better off loading up on some of these things. And then when you're coming into a period of time where you, you know, are getting enough sleep, there's not as much stress, we've hopefully got, you know, a lot of the, uh, the COVID situation under control and there's not as much fear and as much worry and as much of 
are concerned about catching COVID out there, we can then reel back on these things. So, you know, I like to think of supplements as things that you bring in there, the extra muscle when you need the muscle. And if you're really starting to feel a bit run down or feeling vulnerable, this is the time to sort of load up on things like vitamin D and zinc. And the other one that, you know, leading into this is, is vitamin C. Yes, you know, you can take a multivitamin. Um, yes, you can go take a man shake and you, you'll get over 50% of your daily vitamins, you know, from an RDA perspective. But remember, recommended daily allowance is just the bare minimum amount that they recommend, not to thrive, just to survive. Mm. So this is the interesting thing. We, we've spoken about this before, about what's the recommended daily amount, you know, that, that's been um, prescribed to, um, you know, be healthy when it comes to macronutrients like protein, for example. The amount of protein that was, you know, the RDA um, amount was so minimal compared to what we know is the amount to thrive, lose fat and build muscle. Um, so, you know, these standards that they're using are often very much out of touch with reality and how you're going to benefit from taking these sort of supplements. So vitamin C is a good one. We know how important vitamin C is. Um, you know, it's not produced by the body. Um, so you need to really? get it from your diet. Yeah, we don't produce vitamin C. You need to get it from from, that, from um, your diet. So that that's why, why the explorers back in the early days, yeah. you know, the Captain Cooks and, you know, yes. from scurvy and they all died from vitamin C deficiency. Yeah. That's why they, they ended up um, figuring out that sauerkraut was a good thing, right? Because it could store for a yeah. long time. It had vitamin C in it. Yeah. So going back to what you said, like vitamin C in particular is something that they found that in mega doses and IVing it, um, like interesting enough, like you look at, I don't want to put it up as a poster child, but Wuhan, where the COVID virus first started, um, doctors over there have been using huge amounts of intravenous vitamin C for those people that are sick. Um, and, you know, they've received a huge and Sorry, they've received huge amounts of it, and these are people that have been in ICU and they've come out of it as a result, um, not just because of the vitamin C, but you know, this has played a big role. They believe. Yeah, it's, in it's it. like an so, added layer on top of all the other medical treatment, is what you're saying. This is this is yeah. like good things to do on top. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, because you know when you look at it, like research has found that taking vitamin C. We go back to that question, do I need to take it all the time? Well, taking it regularly, um, in one study, I, I can recall off the top of my head when I was an athlete, that they gave it to um, athletes who were under a high lot of physical stress and m- marathon runners and soldiers from memory, and they reduced their symptoms and their, their chances of catching the common cold by over 50% over 50% reduction in catching a cold. Mm. Now, these are high-performing people who are under a lot of stress. Now, the simple process of just taking something as simple as vitamin C reduce their chance of getting sick by over 50%. So that's absolutely crazy that something so simple could have such a big benefit. What's interesting about vitamin C, I, I actually like the powder one. And I think about with kids, you know, you'd know this about shakes. It's important to give kids like a liquid meal to get enough vitamins into them. They're not going to probably want to take a pill, but you can give vitamin C in the powder form. I think biocuticals make one. So they could have it like, an, it tastes like an orange drink. It's delicious. That's amazing. I, I have the chewable ones, you know, several oh, times. Oh, chewable, well, yeah. Yeah, the chewable ones. So and get them like little kids a lot. Yeah, 100%. Now, you know, they're recommending in some of these studies, Alex, 3,000 milligrams in divided doses just. Now, you'll, you'll know when you're having too much vitamin C because oh, you'll crap your DAX. You'll crap your DAX, oh, literally. Oh, right. Because <laughs> it, it, it basically develops Wow, you um, went loose much stools. deeper than I thought you were going to go. <laughs> yeah, it can give you loose stools and it, it, it can make your back end a little bit leaky. So you can actually get long-acting vitamin C as well um, and you can just take it twice a day and that will give you 24-hour around-the-clock protection um, with the vitamin C taken that way. But I like to take it in, you know, the 500-milligram tablets and, um, as I said, you know, whenever I feel like uh, a lolly or whatnot, um, I reach for one of them and, you know, 3,000 milligrams is what they're 
recommending um, in any given day. So, um, you know, you can quite easily uh, reach that, you know, just with a few tablets of vitamin C. I like that hack. Instead of having some lollies on your desk, have the chewable vitamin C and you'll get that same kind of satisfaction when the three o'clock sugar rush hits. Oh, that's a good one. The Health Hacker with Adam McDougall. Adam, I'm learning so much already. I love what you said about the fact that vitamins are like an insurance policy. And it comes back to this conversation you and I have had on this podcast before. This is, first of all, the step is to kind of biohack yourself, figure out where you're deficient. And B, there's no silver bullet. And anyone out there trying to sell you a silver bullet is selling you snake oil, which is why I love this podcast and the research you do. It's about looking at the broad spectrum of things that we can do. So we've gone through vitamin D, zinc, vitamin C. Next on your list to help boost our immune system, what should we be looking at? Well, melatonin. And the reason why melatonin popped up on my list and I started to take a deep dive and look into this is Mm. because... There was a correlation, you know, as we all know, about COVID and the fact that it seemed to be really discriminating against older people. And one of the theories and researchers now believe is the fact that younger people are not affected by COVID as much is because of their melatonin status. Now, if you cast your mind back to previous podcasts, melatonin is that miracle little supplement I talk about to help you get a good night's sleep. Um, And it actually declines as we get older, which is why, you know, a lot of people complain about not sleeping as well as they age. Really? Um, yeah. I just thought it had so, the wee more in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't help your bladder, but um, certainly melatonin, you know, we know is affected by a lot of environmental factors such as exposure to blue light from mobile phones and television screens and whatnot. And it, it's essentially, you know, the master hormone that's regulating um, our sleep cycle. So telling us that it's time to wind down and go to sleep at night. So this decreases as we age. So they've put two and two together and they're saying, well, hang on maybe um, melatonin could be of benefit to our immune systems. And they've been using it recently for uh, cancer patients um, because of its anti-inflammatory and antioxidant properties as well. Um, And then the bonus of sleep. We know the benefits that sleep has and the impact that a loss of sleep has on our immune systems. Research has shown time and time again that people that are not getting enough sleep, their immune systems are dysregulated, and we know what it does to our waistlines as well, with people on average consuming over 500 extra calories a day after getting less than six hours of sleep in any given night. So anything that's going to help you sleep, um, and this doesn't cause drowsiness the next day. That's a great thing about you know this, unlike the recent study that came out that showed a direct link between taking sleep medications and early death, which is pretty bloody scary in Whoa. itself. So if you are taking a medication to help you sleep at night, research is now showing a direct correlation between that and having a shorter lifespan. So mm. melatonin is a really, really good uh, little cheap supplement. And once again, we're talking cents in the dollar here. These things are cheap as chips. That is such a good point about the fact you aren't really affected the next day because this is a natural supplement. This is not like a Xanax or a sleeping pill or anything like that. This is a natural thing. Well, you think about like the, the few supplements we have mentioned, you know, already in this show, when you have an essential look at it, well, we've just mentioned a couple of really essential vitamins and minerals, mm. zinc, um, vitamin C and vitamin D. Um, and, and these are all, you know, really cheap you know, things that we can do. And then you have a look at melatonin. Well, what does that actually do? Well, the vitamins and minerals to start, we just cover our bases and them holes that we might not be getting from our food because we know that food's different to what it used to be. And then you're having a look at what other things environmentally have changed. Well, our environment has not only changed with the production and quality of food, but it's also affected the quality of sleep we're getting now. So how do we fix that? Uh, well, that course. bucket's a little Screen bit empty. Time. Why? Mm. 
because of screen time and because of the introduction of lighting and because of the introduction of so many more similitary things in our environments these days, our sleep has suffered. So that's where something like melatonin is a great little hack to improve sleep, which we know has a direct correlation with our immunity. Magnesium is another option as well. We're spoken about magnesium at length, how that helps relax the, mm. the body to help it get a better night's sleep. We know that it's responsible for over 300 uh, enzymatic uh, reactions in the body. So well, great processes. on your muscles so if you've know. been working out too. Like if you've got 100%. sore calves from a run, mate, magnesium's the best. So yeah, there's another bucket. So the bucket is okay. One bucket that we started the show with is the bucket of nutritional deficiency as a result of food not being what it used to be. Bang, we've got the vitamins and minerals. Okay, now what's one of the environmental factors that is causing dysregulation in our immune system? Sleep is the big one. Okay, we've got melatonin and magnesium. What's the next big one? Well, for me, it's our guts. We know our guts have been destroyed as a result of our environments and the foods and stress and lack of sleep and all the things that we can go on on about. This is where the next supplement I recommend is based around fixing that problem, trying to fill that bucket up a bit more, which is pre and probiotics, Alex. A lot of people have been banging on for years about probiotics and now the real darling child is prebiotics. And when you consider that, you know, we're speaking about filling up buckets here that are a little bit empty. Well, this is probably the biggest bucket you can get when it comes to the immune system with 70% of the immune system housed in our guts. <laughs> I know it's incredible, but yes, the gut wall houses 70% of the cells that make up your immune system. Wow. So if you think about that for a minute, that's a staggering amount of contribution from your guts to your health. So making sure your digestive system's in top shape will help ensure that your immune system is also in top shape. Um, in fact, a new study found that gut bacteria actually help the development of white blood cells, which are a key in helping the body's immune system fight infections. And we can strengthen our guts and in turn our immunity simply by popping a few probiotics and prebiotics, which are going to give your immune system a boost, right? They're going to do this on a number of fronts, but they're going to inhibit the growth of harmful gut bacteria, so then bad buggers. And they've been shown to promote the production of natural antibodies in the body, which are important for fighting any sort of virus. And the best bit is, Alex, they're also going to boost immune cells. So, you know, our natural killer cells, which will fight off infection and make sure that we're healthy. Now, when you look at prebiotics, what are they? A lot of people always say, well, hang on, I'm a bit confused. Pre, probiotics, what's what? You know, so prebiotics are essentially just the fuel that feeds and nourishes the probiotics. And aside from, you know, boosting our immunity by increasing the health of our gut bacteria, they've recently found that even just a small dose of prebiotics may also be able to increase the body's own production of what we call short chain fatty acids, uh, Alex. So a lot of people might be scratching their head now going, well, what the hell are short-chain fatty acids? Yeah. Um, well, they've really come into the spotlight recently after a study in Japan, which found that they've been able to help basically with the intestinal cells mount an immune defense against any invading pathogens and inflammation in the gut in itself. So this is incredible. So, you know, immunity during an immune response is enhanced by the gut barrier function that we have. And the more immune cells that we can recruit in the fight against these pathogens, the better. So they didn't realize, but basically getting down into this small intestine, it was really hard for a lot of the fiber to get down there and a lot of the foods that are processed and whatnot get digested um, in the upper part of the digestive system. They don't actually get down into the, to the small intestine where these short chain fatty acids are actually made as a result of indigestible fiber. So when you're eating foods that are high in indigestible fiber, um, which is really not in a lot of our diets these days. Like how many people actually eat things like asparagus, onions, garlic, um, green bananas, Alex? This is where a lot of, you know, these foods that are really high in prebiotics are found. So they're not in our diets these days. So that's why taking a, a supplement of prebiotics is very smart because it's going to help your body produce these short chain fatty acids, which we now know really help with inflammation and fight um, against these pathogens once they enter the body. So it sounds like we should probably introduce a few of those things back. If you don't like garlic, um, you might have to just start putting it in 
onions, I think, is a good one to be putting into your cooking just to add sweetness. But asparagus, I mean, you're right. I don't think I add I don't add onion and garlic a lot, but I don't add asparagus artichokes. into my cooking. Artichokes. When's the last time you ate an artichoke? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's another one they recommend. Green bananas. Not many people like yeah, green bananas. Yeah, who's eating it because they're, they're firm? I don't want a green banana. They're firm. Oh, yeah, okay. no one wants to eat oh, these things. The so that's where prebiotics, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, you've got a number of them from inulin to, you know, different types of fiber that are made out there these days. And, you know, they're, they're really good, as I said, because we're now starting to understand the importance of the gut, given the fact that it's over 70% of our immune systems. We need to really bolster this up through feeding it the right things. So if I can create an analogy, a gut is like a field of dirt. The prebiotics is like sowing the seeds and getting that and putting nutrients into that field. And then when we put the probiotics on top, it's allowing green grass shoots to grow and be really healthy. Is that kind of how it works? That's great. Yeah, that's great. You know, like, you know, they're the, you know, the flowers really are probiotics, which, which flourish inside our, our guts and allow us to be healthy. And, and the prebiotics really like the fertilizer, the soil that feeds that feeds these probiotics. So it's, it's really important to have okay. that balance right. And, oh, and you know, like when you that. think about... Yeah, and when you think about, you know, our, our guts in general, there, there's other things out there, you know, which also, you know, aid with, um, you know, gut health. We've spoken about different types of foods, but, you know, a lot of people are demonizing dairy. But when you have a look at dairy, for example, some of the superheroes of our immune system, which which also feed into making us have a healthier gut, is something like colostrum, which I, you know, I've shamelessly gone out and sourced the, a fair bit of this um, myself for my own family. It's quite funny. I, I just recently you know, in full disclosure, released a, an immunity product called Defend. And, um, you know, I, I did that as a result of securing this colostrum powder because um, colostrum is just basically a milk-like substance that comes from the breasts of mammals. <laughs> it doesn't sound that appetizing sometimes um, when I describe it like that. But essentially it comes once a cow, a mother, for example, when she gives birth, before she produces milk, colostrum, she'll produce that first. And this is what allows the baby's immune system to be developed. So um, in the first few days following birth, for example, a, a cow will produce approximately 25 liters of colostrum wow. um, in the first, yeah, first 36 hours. And what they do is the, the calves only need about five liters. So I know this because, you know, our farm. So the, um, the cows will only re- require about five liters. So you, you're then left over, you know, with a fair bit of colostrum. So what they then do is take this and then we make it into a supplement and, and it's called, you know, first milk as it comes before the true milk appears. It's, it's high in good fats and proteins and carbohydrates and vitamins and minerals. Um, but it also really, the key of it is it, it, it has protein molecules that hold a special function. And these proteins essentially hold antibodies that fight diseases, um, particularly um, agents such as bacteria and viruses, Alex. So, you know, when a newborn is exposed, you know, as soon as it enters the environment outside of the mother's womb, it needs a real kick into its passive immunity. So it basically kickstarts the immune system of any developing baby. So, you know, we can get this ourselves, we can steal it, <laughs> Yeah. for want of a better word. And, you know, uh, the antibodies in like colostrum, for example, can be over a hundred times higher than found in regular milk. So it, it's antimicrobial. It's just, you know, it's it's amazing. It, it's it's what they call a superfood, really. And um, yeah, it, it's, it's what I would recommend. If people can go out and find it, make sure that, um, you know, you're adding this to your, your diet as well, because it can really help with the gut as well. You know, bovine colostrum, for example, was used to treat illnesses and infections prior to the development of modern day antibiotics, Alex. So it has a long history of being proven to be very effective in helping our immune systems and fighting infections. So in actual fact, the first oral vaccine for polio was developed from the antibodies found in bovine colostrum. 
Wow. So, so it's, it's very interesting and there's so much research around it. It's not spoken about that much. And that's what I love about this podcast. We get to take a deep dive and talk about things that are a little bit left to center. Yeah. Anyone can go to you, take vitamin C and zinc. I know we mentioned them at the start, but yeah. we like to, you know, have affordable things, but we also like to have things that aren't sort of known out there, such as colostrum. And it's a really good one. And as I said, we live in Australia where we've got great grass fed cows, New Zealand's next door to us as well. And they produce a lot of great um, colostrum. So, you know, you should be able to get your hands on some, even though I've bought most of it. Um, I'm hoping there's still some out there for everyone else. All right, Adam. So we talked about the buckets, which I love that uh, idea. We started off with, um, you know, your diets. We had vitamin D, C, and your zinc. We spoke about your sleep, which we're going to fill that bucket with melatonin. Um, prebiotics and probiotics is for the gut bucket. Filling up that bucket now also with some colostrum, which is amazing. I can't believe that we can get that from cows in such a huge quantity. Anything else? Because you said the gut is just 70% of your immune system. We can put on top of that or, or is that it? Is that that's the, the gut taken care of now? Uh, look, the gut's largely taken care of, but another great hack supplement that we use as athletes and something that, you know, I don't think is used widely enough by the general population because they think it's for athletes and, you know, bodybuilders and whatnot is L-glutamine. Um, I know for a lot of people out there that suffer with um, gut issues, uh, leaky gut, for example, that a lot of the great um, healthcare professionals recommend taking L-glutamine um, because it can help with the, uh, the mucus layer of the stomach lining um, to rebuild itself. And, you know, it's a really good thing that, you know, athletes take essentially after a heavy session of um, training, because when you have a look at what actually L-glutamine is, it's essentially just a, an amino acid. It's a non-essential amino acid, meaning that it, it can be naturally synthesized in our bodies. It's, it's really essential for the transportation of nitrogen to our muscles. So essentially it's what builds muscles. Um, is and it like makes creatine? 60%. Is it similar? Yeah, similar sort of thing. Well, it's, it's, it's amino acids. Creatine's not, but it's an amino acid and it makes over 60% of the skeletal mus- muscle tissue. So it's an abundant, it's the most abundant amino acid actually in the human body. Now the benefits of glutamine, as I said, have really been focused around muscle repair and recovery by increasing muscle protein synthesis. However, as I touched upon, the benefits of L-glutamine far outweigh um, just building muscle. Um, The primary fuel actually for our immune system is L-glutamine. So it is the proven fuel for our body's immune system. So I just repeated that deliberately because after it's synthesized in our, in our muscles, it's then discharged into the immune cells throughout the whole body. So, you know, for example, during an intense workout, you know, for example, L-glutamine is going to be depleted, which can lead to a, a weakness in our immune system. So you think about exercise, and I always say this, exercise is just one form of stress. But now have a look at our days. I was up the other night, as were you, Alex, with a sick kid, mm. and that's a form of stress, mental, emotional stress, lack yeah, of sleep, horrible. stress. Mm. So it's, it's death by a thousand little lashes every single day. We're, we're exposed to different forms of stress. It doesn't actually have to be going to the gym as a form of stress. So our bodies are really, really depleted now in L-glutamine because of the amount of stress. So supplementing with this can ensure that we've got adequate levels of this amino acid, which are really going to ensure that our immune systems have enough to proper functionally. Okay. This is a little bit vain, but it's also going to help with my muscle growth if I'm at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> Hundred percent, hundred percent. As I said, to you, you, you know, know, two birds, one stone. It's a stone. great supplement. Great supplement. And as I said, to you, you know, bodybuilders have been using it for years. And you know, like I always say, bodybuilders are super, super smart people. A lot of people sit there and laugh at guys who are, you know, puffed up and you know, walking around like they've got watermelons under their arms. But you know, a lot of these guys, you know, are at the frontier of a lot of these supplements before everyone else are. When it comes to nutritional advice, they're in the trenches. You know, they're trying to find that one hundred percent improvement. You know, in their muscle mass, or you know, in their diet, or in their training regime. And they're very, very smart. A lot of them not given the credit they deserve. And glutamine was something, as I said, that was stumbled upon largely by bodybuilders who were filling it up in their protein shakes, trying to get that extra muscle growth, not realizing that they're actually boosting their immune system as 
as well. Yeah, well. And, you know, without a healthy immune system, you know, you've only got so many resources in the, the given human body at one time. And they're allocated in a demand sequence. So if your immune system's jeopardized, you're not going to get the same gains out of the gym if you run down as you would if you weren't run down. So this is where this is all important as well. The body is, as we always talk about it, it's, it's a, an optimal system. It's one system. So if you are sick, run down, trying to fight off an infection or a cold, you aren't going to grow muscle after going to the gym because your body's going to divert them resources to fighting an infection instead. And look, I'll tell you what, these are some great things here and I know that, you know, all these things are relatively inexpensive, but they do start to add up. But the, when you think about your health, it's money well spent because you can go to the pub or out for dinner with mates and you can blow 150 bucks pretty quickly. This is going to last you a lot longer and be much better for you. So it is money well spent. L-glutamine, colostrum uh, in your Defend products. We've got prebiotics, probiotics, melatonin, zinc, vitamin C, vitamin D. Adam, awesome. I love it. Thanks, Alex. Always a pleasure. If you want to hack into any subject in particular, like these questions have been really fueling us recently. So thank you for sending them through. Healthhacker at themanshake.com.au is the email address on Adam's Manshake socials. Also, jump onto his website. He's always got Manshake and Lady Shake packs to give away. Let us know what you want us to hack into or who do you want us to speak to and hack into them for you. And we'll talk to you on the next episode when we talk to you about the best foods to build your immune system. Health Hacker was created in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. Written and presented by Adam McDougall. Produced and presented by Alex Mitchell. Audio production by Darcy Thompson. To listen to more episodes, search Health Hacker Podcast. Listen for free at podcastoneaustralia.com.au or download the Podcast One Australia app.